Yeah, it's Mr. Wood, I got sick and that was a whole thing. And that felt really like more spirit stuff and the sickness was just like a symptom. <clears throat> like a big layer of stuff. Left. Do you, I mean, were you feeling like something was getting resolved and removed or? Yeah, yeah, it was good. But like, weirdly after that, I've just like slid into like the last two days I've realized it just just hit me today but I just realized like what it is it's like oh this is just normal to like depression it's it's just that feeling of it's not spirits fucking with you it's not like some specific astro thing I mean maybe it is but it just feels like uh it's just like the the color is taken out of everything like no matter what thing I find myself doing or into, it just feels like kind of colorless or bland. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. This is just like depression. You just, it doesn't, and like I've tried everything and it's like, no, yeah, you, you feel fine in all the ways except for this weird uh, flatness. And it's funny because I don't get it. It's also making me realize, like, I don't, I don't really get depressed anymore. Like, having it happen is kind of like, oh, it's not that bad, I guess. I think maybe it's just the light changing, too. Maybe it's, it's getting dark way earlier and getting light way later. And you, do you even know what, like, started it or set it off? No. No, it's it's one of those things. That's usually the thing, is if it's, if it's this kind of, like, just straight-up depression, it's not any, there's no trigger. There's no cause, there's nothing to resolve. It's just like a thing that, a fog that rolls in and then rolls out. Mm. It's like, you just have to go like, okay, this is, this is just the weather now. How best do I navigate the weather? And that's like the one thing I've learned. <clears throat> but, but, you know, weirdly it, it happens less and less the more I like take care of myself, like my inner self and things. It's, it happens less and less as time goes by and it, to where I'm just kind of going oh this is familiar what is this oh right it's depression I barely even remember but but again that means that it's like it's a very broad spectrum preventative thing like you can't you don't go in and resolve the problem and have it lift like you would have a lot of things most things I think it's more like a just some clouds roll in sometimes and they happen less if you just keep up with things in a general way I guess but I, I think it might also really just like I said be the, the changing of the light <clears throat> and and it's a rough transition but then I think you know because I fucking grew up in Florida so I've only had a few winters you know, seasons and whatnot and that that change it's, it's like a really drastic change for me. <clears throat> and I'll probably end up just wanting to like read and write for the next three months. And not, yeah. It'll probably be a struggle to like want to do podcast episodes because I'll be like, ah, fucking, I gotta, I gotta be a human. <laughs> I gotta do something other than just like lost and, and thought and. If you need to do it laying down on a couch, that's really fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you know what? You should probably <laughs> forget, like, I can just get rid of this chair and put a little fainting couch in here. <laughs> hey, this is uh this is this is Brian and Kurt with the low energy podcast. <laughs> it's the soap. Yep. What? The soap hole. <laughs> We're a little down today. The box is inverted, man. <laughs> We got an any. The, the depression pet. <laughs> <laughs> the scuzz hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mastodon seems cool though. I think that's like I, I'm I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm immediately like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think I think partway because it's like it seems pretty similar to Twitter, and I never I never got Twitter. I don't understand like like Discord makes sense to me, and and Ansible does because it's a conversation. Like there's not like there's this like weird hierarchy where it's like I post a thing that's my brilliant thought, and then people below can comment on that, but it's still like. It's still leading off your thought, like you're. It's almost like you're advertising or something, and then there's people responding. To, I, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. I, I, I then, it's totally then, a different format, you know. Like it's uh it's more like um, leaving notes for people, mm-hmm. like a bulletin board, and I like that style. But I think both are necessary, like nice to have. Yeah, because. I I can go on there and see like what whoever I like like actual people in this case not on like not like Twitter right like these are actual humans that I like mm-hmm. um, and I can just go on on the feed it's like within the past day everything that they thought was a worthwhile thought to share with the other friends will be just right there or if they yeah. did cool or if they found a cool article or whatever like that kind of casual sharing which you can't get in like the chat combos like it just doesn't work the same um yeah i actually really like the format of twitter i hate what they've done to it but i like that sort of bulletin board casual interaction um and and i see what you mean like it definitely can get that way like feeling very hierarchical and 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 like a weird advertising thing. But that's, I think, because people have turned Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook into businesses for like years now. Um, yeah, I. That's also part. It's also like, Bobby, stop it! You're not getting food. Fuck off, you little gremlin. When, whenever I have food, he like wanders around and like paws at things and like he'll knock stuff over, like, like, <laughs> as if because I've stupidly like given him food in the past or we have. So now, now he thinks every time I eat that he deserves some of this food. <laughs> it's like, 
I like to think that he he's, he imagines there's a magic button that makes food fall from the sky, and he's just pressing everything, hoping he'll hit it. <laughs> That's kind of what it is, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the other thing is like, I don't know. I'll try to explain it. It's almost like that. That like the style of, of Twitter is also like. There's this thing I need to feed. I, it's not a conversation. It's this. Mm, it's almost like a stage you need to step on and like blabber something into, and then. Oh yeah, yeah. You I know see. I. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. That's, I fucking like it because I'm a fucking performer, like, inside, you know, is that, and and a lot of, like, steamy energy where I just want to, like, explode and then walk away. <laughs> just, like, blah, 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 blah. let them think about that. I'm out. This is not, not that healthy, but... I mean, maybe, maybe I just need to, I just need to wear more tiger amulets and then go on there and just say ridiculous things. Well, that's, that's what the thing is. It's, it's actually really difficult. I'm finding to wrap my head around the fact that it isn't Twitter that I'm essentially in a room with a few people from our discord chat and from rune soup. Like, we're just hanging out with, with buddies in there and no one else can see you if you don't want them to. Uh, and then there's like the different timeline for only local. Uh -huh. So like, yeah, I could see when you get like maybe 50 or a hundred people in there or even like 20, right? Like 20 to 30 people that are cool and you actually know them and you actually have a relationship with them. How then you can go in there and be like, oh, neat, this is what all these people are up to. And it's the stuff that they're like, I'd like to casually share this, but I'm not going to be like, hey, Kurt, look what I'm doing right now and send like specifically send you pictures. Uh... <laughs> look what I'm doing right now. It's you fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm really there. proud of this. <laughs> it's like a watermelon. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, definitely a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin because happy, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I make my pie. <laughs> I wanted to come up with some clever. <laughs> witty text for it man like man you really get my gourd or something like that man but it just didn't feel right <laughs> I know it's not Halloween but I'm still carving pumpkins no I don't know <laughs> that's, that's good carving my pumpkin a little late this year <laughs> here hold on let me let me plug this in So I can feel professional.
When the, <clears throat> you know what they say, when the going gets tough, the pros turn weird. Yeah, I definitely. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I'm going backwards. No, I think it is. I think it is something to that effect. Can you hear me okay? I can hear everything. It's awful. <laughs> I can hear your cells splitting. The mitochondria screaming. As oh they God, inject energy into your body. That was uh, very close to a line in one of my songs back in the day. That's very close to what? A line in one of my songs back in the day. Oh, really? Uh, I swear that I can hear your cells divide just before they conquer. (laughs) 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 That's that's fun. Oh, man. I pretty much Uh, just wrote music to have an excuse to write fun one-liners. (laughs) One-liners. Is that technically a pun? Uh... Or is it just wordplay? I know. No, it wouldn't. Not a pun. A pun would be if it was like one word that <clears throat> meant two different things. I think, right? This is my uh, sixth grade education at work. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of things that like I, I maybe like there's this there's a there's a there's a concept that that I coined for myself that I know that there's probably an actual defined uh rhyming term for it but i just don't know what the fuck it is and it's a it's a thing i call broken alliteration which is like alliteration is like uh uh bloody blossoms or something like it's like you know the the first two letters are the same to me broken alliteration is is that you keep you what would be the first letter then shows up in maybe the second or third letter in the in the next word yeah so instead of bloody blossoms it's uh bloody absolution or something like so it's not it's not directly after but there's something rhythmical rhythmic and like melodic about that bloody crab apple yeah like that that's fun it's fun that with those connected together in that way yeah um but uh, yeah or um one of my favorites is uh black lacquer coffin coffin or actually black lacquer coffin lid i love the that's nice the all the the, uh, the way the letters and consonants all interweave with that yeah i love <laughs> that was really nice i i love that stuff i used to Back when I was writing musical art, I would just get like phrases that jumped into my head out of nowhere, you know, like yeah, muse is just taking a shit in your ear, basically. <laughs> uh, and like it's uh one of the one of the ones I really love to this day is uh Mexican sleigh ride out of Kansas. <laughs> like I don't know, that doesn't mean anything, but I was told that sentence and I was just like, that's a beautiful sentence. That's <laughs> an amazing sentence. <laughs> There's a story there. Uh, yeah, there is. What is it? I don't know. Mexican sleigh ride? Like, does it snow in Mexico? Like, there's someone that's fucking amazing. It's like, it's like yeah, it's got to be a style of sleigh ride, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, like, out of Kansas. But Kansas is flat, and, like, it just, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it brings up a lot of questions. It's just like all these paradoxes and contradictions. And... <laughs> <clears throat> no, that's fucking amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I also love that your your term is muse shit. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Or muse droppings, that might be a cute term like for that. it. I like that, yeah. It, it needs to be a little cute for music. <laughs> you don't want to demonize the muses. Uh, that's, that's how we lose the war for the imagination. And end up uh, making boxes for oh. a living. Oh. It's okay to make a couple of boxes. Make boxes to put the muses in keep those fuckers around they can't go anywhere <clears throat> i forget where it was but i not too long ago i heard some probably higher side chats honestly um uh, someone talking about right angles being evil and like <laughs> i'm sure that was four hours of conversation just about that one concept <laughs> and I'm they built sure. an ai out of <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in the second hour for, you know, patrons and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, but I just uh, like the idea of, you know, uh, like everything, like it, it's structurally pretty sound, but it's not nearly as sound as, as an arch. Right. So again, I kind of get like this, this idea of like, why are we doing it this way? And why is it so prevalent? When <laughs> less effective. Uh, and the answer is obviously time and materials uh, and the cost, uh, but mostly. And it's time. easier to do. Yeah. Time and labor. Yeah. And and then to repair as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot less like um, expertise involved in put, slapping a, a beam in some drywall or like yeah. setting bricks in, a, in an arch. An arch. And then you have to. Well, then you have to support it before, like before you put the keystone in. Otherwise, it doesn't work, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah. Like it has to. Um... I mean, it's magic, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, because it doesn't, it won't function until the last piece is put in place. But once it, but weirdly, once it does, it's like it's like a lock and a key or something. It just fits, and then the whole thing works, and the energy is distributed. Whereas, like, I'm like a. Oh fuck! What is the term? I want to say mortar and pestle. Not, what the fuck is the? What is the term? What is the term? What it lentil? Post and lentil? Is that it? That's it. Post and lentil, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't actually know what the fuck that is. Oh, uh, post and lentil. That's like Stonehenge. Like Stonehenge. Oh, like okay. the two sides of the post and the lentil <laughs> is the thing that goes across the two posts. I'd love love <laughs> you go to Stonehenge and it's just a bunch of pestles. <laughs> <laughs> Like piles of ground herbs everywhere <laughs> what the fuck is happening and then on top of it are lentil beans because they didn't understand what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it confused so much stuff and like a box of mail posts <laughs> 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 like unsent letters. <laughs> people walking around. Why is this supposed to be great? I don't understand. This is just random junk. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, but it's old junk. It's been around a long time. 
I don't know. Oh God. I'd love to go to Stonehenge. I I don't really know if I would. I want to go to all the other ones. All the other like monuments. Yeah, all the other ones are more interesting. That's true. They're also the ones, rarer. Uh, the yeah. ones that haven't been apparently like had the with stones replaced. Yeah. Just want to make sure that technology isn't operational before we let people go take fucking pictures in their in their fucking cargo shorts. What's the one that's like, uh, it's like a circle. I think it might actually be even made out of wood that was like submerged underwater forever. And then I think it's in like Scotland or something. Hmm. You should uh, really should have gone with stone if you're going to put it underwater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think they intended to do it to put it underwater. I think oh man, they really <laughs> fucked up then. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> weren't you looking at the stars and waiting for the calamities wasn't that the whole thing <clears throat> there are man there are dolmens everywhere here and like i really want to go i mean the trouble is <clears throat> there are also people everywhere here like europe is just full it's like mm. they're, they're everywhere so like like that there's a dolmen in copenhagen near where we lived before and uh but it's in the middle of a park and it's like roped off. And but is there, a dolmen just a standing stone? No, it's actually there's actually a lot of kind of debate, I think, over what they are. But they're they're like when you have uh, a couple stones um standing upright, uh like kind of kind of like you would have at Stonehenge, and then one on top, but then yeah. like one on the back too. And then sometimes even one on the front. So it's like a standing shelter or tomb looking sort of thing. Yeah, it looks some shit. Yeah, D-O- Vance? D-O-L-E-M-A-N or? M-E-N. Okay. Yeah, that just brings up a football player. And he's very big. I don't think that's. No, that's it. Oh um, wow! Oh, wow, they look like they're like crazy tables that look like dangerous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how many? How many? Um, how many seventies albums covers did they show up on? I don't know. I'm pretty sure actually that just like is Pink Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 people I like they were just. There's no band. They just put a mic up to these and then the songs <laughs> came out. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff about Vikings and sky people. Uh-huh. And um, there's some stuff about the dolmens being potentially sites for contact. Then there's also... I think it's Peter Gray was talking about the dolmens as potential. It, was, it might it might not have been. It might have been Jake Stratton. I can't remember. But one of them was talking about dolmens potentially being like graves for giants. Huh. 
like um, veneration spots for our ancient, ancient ancestors, uh, the ones that we worked with long after they were dead. Yeah. So that's looping back around exactly why I really want to find one that's off the beaten path so I can camp out there or set up shop and spend some time knowing that no one's going to walk up on me and just be with one for a while. Bring some treats. Someday. Yeah, they 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 look really crazy, especially. I mean, how much, how much does how much does the top flatstone weigh in some of these? Because it's well, and some of them, some of them are, um, cut in such a way as to have, um, specific tones. As well. Oh, really? Yeah, and then there are some stones that are are set up to have like to be played like an instrument like they'll have the, the, the you can tell they were shaved until they got the right tone um it's it's really there's a lot of there's a lot of really crazy paleolithic dude shape. that's that's nuts i don't know why i've never i don't know how i've not heard about this or known about this until like right now <laughs> huh yeah and i found there's there's some maps you can find that that Oh yeah, you're probably getting pictures if you're just Googling it. You're probably getting like big ones, but there are like pretty small ones too, like ones that are, you know, like um, maybe like chest high, waist high. Huh. Um, and some of those that I've seen, you like I've seen one or two that you could like you could crawl in it and sleep in it. Hmm. Uh, and it'd be like pretty tight and pretty cozy. And I'm just thinking that's probably what they're for. Like they're probably getting the right state of mind and and sleep in there, maybe on an auspicious day. Um more time. <clears throat> yeah. And I imagine it's like contact point, like potentially a grave, potentially something to do with the stars, but either way, it seems like it's tech. Seems like tech to me, man. Um, they seem <clears throat> they seem like they'd be strong enough to stand on too. Yeah, I mean they've been around for some time, which makes me wonder if that's actually the point is to be is to be on top of them and not underneath them. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, these things are fascinating. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing them up. Yeah, you uh, basically there's just not a lot of sunshine here, so they had to make really big tanning beds that were always available and ready to go. You know, <laughs> they don't break down, they don't rot, they're just there. You get a little sun, warms that rock up. That's all they are. That's because everybody used to be a lizard. So, oh wait, I'm not an archaeologist. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was on Mastodon. And I'm like, oh cool, an archaeologist. They're posting about something that looks interesting. And I'm like, oh, it's a seven-page critique of just shredding Graham Hancock. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like blocked. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't need to read it. Your attitude tells me everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, was that the was that the lady that you had shared or something that was in your time? Or is that a day? Oh no, know. she's cool. I forget who it is, but she she's cool. She she seems like she's magical, like magical archaeologist kind of, kind of person. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there are definitely holes in Graham Hunt, Hancock's theories. I, and they probably do have some niggly little point somewhere, but uh, they're also probably less fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that's one of those things where I, I, I don't know, I haven't. I haven't read a, a strong critique of his work, so I don't. I also don't know if I care that much about the debate around stuff. I I less and less give a shit. Yeah, that's. I, I just. Uh, <clears throat> what does it actually do to know f- for sure? Or to think you know for sure about something because you don't ever know for sure about anything. You you have a collection of evidence and you have takes from others. And you collect yeah. an average out of that. You make an average, and then you you like leverage that with with what people think of you, and and how that opinion is going to get you treated. Uh, and that's usually the biggest factor, right? That's like the gatekeeping one that keeps things from whether or not you speak them out loud or show them in the world or share them with others. That's how yeah. they like get you treated. So like all the rest is kind of fucking just a song and dance anyway because it all just comes down to like are people going to be nice to me if i if i say this and then that's yeah. like main motivating factor i don't know i don't know that, yeah there is also a thing where i mean how many people are actually really diving into the source of of many things like anything that larger any larger consensus is based on how often are people actually going back and digging into it and like really examining it? Because often like you go back and it was like, well, it's sort of a fluke and it was always a debate, but just these people were louder or had a better political, they had better politics within, within that little section of academics. So they became more popular. I like it. There's, there's always, it's always so much more convoluted, which is basically just to say that don't trust anything, you know, that uh, you can't reach out and touch. Well, like, that- I don't, I don't think Brian's real. I think he's just an AI that's been designed to. Yeah, we've never met in real life. I, I think <laughs> you're just a, a really craftily computer generated friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy like if at some point it's just like let's design everybody a best friend and so it's, this is the sequel this is the sequel to her it's him <laughs> uh, uh, and it's just just platonic love but it's, it's, still, it's still a good film um isn't that the nature of progress though of this like pro of of always forward and always better stronger and and the idea of because i i don't think materialism is as is even just as harmless as sucking the soul out of of everything i think materialism is worse than that um i think 
What was I saying? Uh, you're talking about how you think materialism is worse than yeah, sucking the salt of stuff. But then, because I was saying you're an you're my AI friend, and then you're talking about it's a sequel to her. And then... oh yeah, well okay, so like it's it's <clears throat> beneath the the materialism, beneath the idea of it's like oh it's all just it's all just uh, matter, or it's all just what we can see, or it's all just energy and and atoms and blah blah blah. That reductionist. Um, <clears throat> What that does is it frames everything in such a way that we buy the myth that we're successfully cataloging reality. And, mm-hmm. and like that whole process is like, once we pin the butterfly down, then we don't have to consider the butterfly again. Mm-hmm. Like we then know that butterfly exists. We no longer have to consider it or have it be a question or a mystery it's it's essentially eliminating mystery and like accruing <clears throat> this imaginary like currency of understanding so that we're f- i guess probably further from death is like i think probably the weird psychological motivator but um but so yeah, I think it's it just we just end up thinking that um, if enough people agree on something and there's a consensus, like the the myth is that we we only have to have consensus reality for something to be like resting, and then we can like leave it alone, and we can we can just always refer back, and it'll always be the same. Right, like it reminds me of um, how Rupert Sheldrake in the the myths about or the the fallacies, uh, dogmas. That's what it is, the scientific dogmas. How they say that gravity is constant. Like every scientist, everyone will tell you, gravity is constant. But that's not true. It's just not true. Like it it varies randomly, seemingly randomly. Like no one has any idea why it varies. But it varies such a small amount that they call it in- inconsequential, and they just say, "Well, it's rel- it's relatively constant." Mm. But relatively okay. constant is a myth that things are solid and consistent in the universe, right? That's that's a <clears throat> lie that philosophically preps you, and and supports, right? That's just one of many of these like ways of um, pretending everything's settled. And just moving on, like we're we're moving on to space because we've already cataloged everything here. Like it's boring now. We're we gotta go forward. We gotta go forward. We already know what a rose bush is. Like we already know what coal is. Like we know how tectonic plates work. We're pretty much done with Earth, right? Like let's go somewhere else now. And it's it just seems so. Um, like uh, this absolutely has nothing to do with Darwin's actual work, right? But like the idea of just like a naturalist, like like a picture like Charles Darwin, like traveling around, um, but like the whole human race getting caught up in that same shape and being like, just just write it down really quick and move on to the next thing. Like write it down and move on to the next. Thing. Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense anymore. Oh, so it's the it's it's like turning everything in, into data so that you 
um, yeah. our data points and then um oh, wow that's I and and and, and, and you it's basically like the the act of that is the engine that makes it pushes it forward in a sense because like it's always you always have to find new ground somehow and while at the same time rendering what's discovered as boring <laughs> yeah yeah and and data is like a, a, ca a capsule of a moment in time mm -hmm. like if it's not being refreshed constantly then it's it's no longer relevant uh at some point um but i think that's it's also like there's a there's an element of reductionism in that where you you take everything down to being data <clears throat> that's that's what computers do and i think it's really interesting like with how uh thinking about archons thinking about these controlling forces and then like what it is that what 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 spirit or what force in the world or that's come into our world <clears throat> that wants that separation and to reduce everything to numbers and data and it's interesting because it almost it almost looks like that idea being seeded into us through like materialist uh machine thinking or machine universe thinking um like it's like a gradient fading in like a tide fading in and perhaps like the actual source of that idea is not here yet like we haven't actually face to face with it like maybe it is an ai like what if what if it is an artificial intelligence maybe not one we created maybe it's one that was just floating through the multiverse and found our world and it landed at some point in time in our future mm. is where it actually makes contact and so it yeah. makes a ripple effect through time <clears throat> and so about a few hundred years ago these ideas start arising because we're getting closer and closer to the impact point hmm. i sound like i'm fucking crazy but uh well i mean i guess the question is like why would it have to be an artificial intelligence well i think maybe it isn't artificial but it's not like anything from our world because it's not uh-huh it it doesn't value uh it doesn't have the same value system and it and it seems like it's um seeding our world with its value system right like like we've been talking about like in the last episode with the the one-way communication stuff right like that the whole human race being like i'm talking at the screen i'm talking at you um it's it's weird it it seems like we're sliding further and further into the the way that a computer thinks it's like we're being programmed by a computer through technology to be more like a computer and in my <clears throat> in my view that's got to be a being mm -hmm. like um <clears throat> Yeah, so I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like if we're getting closer to it, it almost seems like this weird uh, swelling, getting closer to this thing where where it exists in our world for real. Hmm. 
It's just Clippy. Tech, techno, techno future demon. <laughs> it's Operation Paper Clippy. Paper Clippy. <laughs> K L I apostrophe <laughs> P P. <laughs> K L I P P E. Yeah. Operation <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> Uh, demonic cliffy oh I don't know people would probably listen to this like what accent was he trying to do fucking <laughs> Danish that's fucking <laughs> Danish I was that it, it almost sounded yeah yeah right it almost sounds like a little French too it's weird. well that's yeah that's why so Denmark doesn't Danish doesn't sound like anything well it doesn't sound uh, like swedish and Nor- norwegian sound more norse than danish because in denmark they actually i forget when it was but they there was a period of time in history where they they all spoke french because that was what was cool so like, oh the, really the whole country just like abandoned their language for a while <laughs> and then spoke french so there are aren't like the old Norse R's are rolled like ah uh, okay but Danish R's are, Danish R's are French they're like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like Homer finding the last chip in the bag <laughs> <laughs> you sound like it's, the language is more like being a, a sleepy drunk than a, than a uh... it is not it's not unlike it <laughs> a purring cat or something not entirely different uh, oh man huh. yeah this is this is the low energy show today um i don't i don't i'm not even i'm not even boiling over with with uh witticisms welcome welcome to soapbox <laughs> only real soapbox nothing, <laughs> nothing but the soapbox I think I think we should end this podcast here. <laughs> and still say we talk, just still give the, the movie, but never talk about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's just gonna be you tearing apart Mastodon, and then me doing an, a separate ad for our Mastodon server. <laughs> Which, by the way, if, if you want some social media that doesn't have ads and uh, isn't going to uh, make a carbon copy of you and then three D print it and give it. A- <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna use it just to put ads up. That's gonna be my use for Mastodon. Yeah, join, join uh, the Numenots Mastodon. It brings together the Soapbox and Nightbird communities, and um, and basically, it's just uh, like Twitter, except all Kurt's ads. Yeah, just my ads. Just Kurt's ads. <laughs> And you have total control over uh, your your feed, except for Kurt's ads. <laughs> Those are mandatory. <laughs> and it's a it's a real niche thing. It's just vintage '80s lawn care ads. Is all. <laughs> That's actually I'm actually into it. You know what? <laughs> That's pretty good. I would yeah. Yeah, I really like um, 
man, it's I just I just want everyone to get on Mastodon at the same time so I can tell Twitter to go fuck itself. And I know, I know there's probably at least one of our 34 listeners out there yelling like, I've been saying this shit for fucking five years now, like sitting over here alone in my server. <laughs> God bless you for holding down the fort while the rest of us picked the bones clean from Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it's over. That bird is foul. I don't know. You think it? You think it's going to actually pun. be? A... No, that was. Oh, 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 oh. that was just oh. No, that was a pun. Fuck. That was a pun. I think that was yes. a pun. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, that was a good one too. I'm I sorry. I... School. I, I don't know. I'm so. I'm sorry. I. I didn't. I didn't focus on it as a. As a... You dropped out of high school. Yeah. This fucking show's over. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. What I interrupted you. You were gonna say something. I don't know. Who cares? Did you get did you get a Jed? Yeah, I got a, a Ged. It's a hard a Ged. Hard gun. You <laughs> know how I know? Uh, how? Because I passed. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they actually that's a fun story. They were like, You had the, the highest score we've had in years in this county. And I was like, that's is that a compliment? <laughs> or is that an insult to your school system? Uh, you're the most brilliant moron that we've ever known. I, I, I've known a lot of really. I fucking... got this score in spite of you. <laughs> I know a lot of smart people that that did that. Um. And so I could have saw I could have I could see myself having done that too because like I was so I fucking hated high school. Yeah, but then, school and you could have gone into art school and owed a bunch of money. I know. Uh, I was destined for my debt. I could not avoid it. Yeah, you I, I needed to. I needed to have that debt, man. That's you know, I. Really, I know what I want to do with my life, but I think I'm gonna to have to go to art school to get there. And I just I just really want a lot of debt. And I think art school is gonna be the best way to get that debt and maintain it because I won't be making enough back to ever <laughs> I definitely, I definitely, I definitely um I definitely made a I, I wrote out a, a check to myself. That was negative one hundred million dollars. You pulled a Jim Carrey. Yeah, I was like, I definitely, I definitely want to owe a lot of money. That's my goal in life. <laughs> to owe a lot of, I uh, like, like not, not a, not a pittance of money. A lot of money. I think. I, <laughs> actually, you actually just wrote the check to Jim Carrey that he cashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, you need all the help you can get buddy here you go <laughs> yeah the math didn't do so good huh <laughs> huh tough times yeah, tough time. i got you back no i i uh i actually don't as bad as mine was i don't feel as bad about it because i have a friend that went to he got a doctorate in philosophy and i think he i think his debt he owes something like six figures 
Oh my like, God, for, for philosophy. Like, for philosophy. At, at least he can think his way out of it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I, I I asked him about it at one point and, it, and I got the sense that it was like, it's like $300,000 or something. <laughs> which is insane. Insane. That's, you know... Okay, if you're if you're wanting to do that, why not spend like like a tenth of that amount of money and go mm-hmm. to a monastery for like the same amount of time you would have been in school, and then just come out and write a book about it? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he was. Uh, you just I ate mean, for he... free. You just ate for free for six years. You learned a lot, and now you have a book deal. Like. Well, he he was, uh, you know, he was much more continental, whatever, like atheistic, kind of deal. Oh yeah, I, I can't think. help that. No, no, no. It's, uh, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's it's an insane amount of debt for. Uh, I don't know. I I think he teaches. That's what he does. Last I talked to him. Huh. So he's just keeping up with interest. I guess so. I mean, he could just do what I did, just like not pay it forever until they're finally like, hey, we're going to take money out of your account now. I was like, okay, sure. We have the uh, blessing of like probably, no one. probably outliving the empire that stands over us. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to whenever they start, they uh, like the forbearance stops. Um, which is what's supposed to be February or some shit. What, when the dollar just tanks? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, the, that the, uh, the, like, they halted all the payments to this, the loans for oh. all and all through COVID and shit. And then, like, that's still going on. And oh, it's really? supposed to end. Yeah. It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to end February of next year. So the thing was, like, there was that big hullabaloo about Biden, pay, you know, giving people money to pay them off which the uh-huh. the courts have now I don't know if it's fully destroyed but it's it, the courts definitely did something they did a ruling that that said it was unconstitutional or something uh so yeah but it's been a godsend not having to pay 200 something dollars a month to the for the fucking expensive receipt from a college to tell me I don't know. It's all scam people. Don't do it. If you're listening and you haven't gone to college, don't go to college. It's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> it is now for sure. Oh, it's so much worse now. Like it's probably all remote. And I don't know if it's still remote, but then they also they they need you to have yeah, it's all the worst of all those policies are still in place. I just I just don't understand because I don't know. I, this has just always been me, though, right? Like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, there's this thing. It's a huge commitment. It's a lot of money. <clears throat> uh, you're going to have to do a lot of shit that is totally unnecessary. <clears throat> what it is you want to end up doing. Whatever that is, right? Like, mo- usually. Not always, right? Mm-hmm. 
but even a doctor learns a bunch of shit that they're not actually gonna fucking remember or, or use because they'd specialize after the basic shit and then um so like life is short <laughs> as hell and like your 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 state of mind dictates how well you can learn and and like how well you can like internalize and reapply that and you need like you need breaks and you, you can't be like constantly inundated with information and expect to actually really utilize it right like you end up just parroting things back yeah, I mean, I, and I think that kind of that kind of ties back back into what you're talking about. Like everything's data, right? Like, like they the what you're mostly given in college is like data, but the data is built on experience, especially with art stuff. Art, art, like you learn through experience. Like you, 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 you. The theory is important, and the theory, but you, it has to be put into practice. Otherwise, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. It's just this weird abstraction, and I think that's that's true for most things. Um, and unfortunately, um, I think, I mean, I think there's, it, I think for me, like my problem was that like, I didn't know any better, like, cause your whole life up to that point of you going to college is in fucking school. So like the only thing you know how to do is go to school mm. and you're trained to do that. You're conditioned to do that for like 12 years of your life, the majority of your life, in fact, up until that point. So you like you're the assumption is just like well i guess this is just what you continue doing except now i pay for it right and um it's really weird that that creates a, a separation between like experiential knowledge the knowledge that you like learn and then apply and so you really take it in yeah yeah you don't actually get rewarded for that they, they, they're never you don't ever get like taught in that compulsory education the difference unless you're really lucky and you have an awesome teacher along the way um so so you get praised for regurgitating without actually learning yeah and that praise is the model that sticks with you forever unless yeah. you really really work at it and you have to become aware of it before you can even work at it so that was kind of yeah off topic tangent but like fuck that it's it's a mess when you think about all these people who it's it's deeply deeply ingrained that like all you have to do is take in the data and you've learned something and yeah and there, there's no cog cognition there's no like language for no proper language for like do you did you did you hear it or do you know it mm -hmm. you know yeah it's fucked up it's fucked up because like try having that conversation like it's it's really difficult to try and explain to someone the difference if they don't already have if they haven't already parsed that out for themselves um i just realized this is this kind of sort of ties into the movie because like rugger hauer his his partner he's he's stuck with this college grad partner guy who's like who thinks he's crazy because he doesn't have the experience of actually dealing with this this killer monster thing. right <laughs> so he thinks he's like completely nuts and then um and then through the movie like his education actually comes to practice because then he starts to like there's enough symbology and shit going around that he can apply his knowledge to 
See how I brought the fucking movie in? Look at that shit. <laughs> Six hours of talking without even touching it. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, no, that's yes. Dead, that's dead nuts on. That's I mean, <clears throat> yeah. He's like, I don't understand it, so I'm just going to do a bunch of research so I can relate to you. And that's cool because that's a stepping stone to framing the experience that you're heading towards. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not if you just get stuck there and then you go around talking as if you mm. are, you know fucking rucker howard yeah who, who talking like you're rucker howard if you're not rucker howard that's that's all i'm saying yeah well, well it's also funny because rucker howard in the, in this movie we're talking about split second which is who cares you you look at fuckers um <laughs> it's on the title of the episode <laughs> you were probably listening for an hour being like what what is the movie it was no like, no okay you got the right you got the right file <laughs> but but he's basically a conspiracy theorist in this movie right like he's is this like he's this guy he's the only one that's seen the reality of this thing this fucking monstrous demon killer and the whole movie is basically him gathering enough evidence to convince people that aren't him that he's telling the truth Word. and i never I, I actually never thought about it but that's basically what's happening in this movie it's just is that he's, he, it's the yeah. web story yeah basically like he's <laughs> he's he's this like uh, like complete loon that loose cannon guy that that they just sort of tolerate and actually i don't know why they tolerate him maybe he was like a really good cop at one point and he's just he's the best but, he's the best yeah he's, he's got that and that but now he's just this crazy that constantly eats sugar and caffeine it's like he's, he's like the the little the little uh guy from ace ventura that you keep in the backpack like <laughs> you let him out when you really need someone to get a job done yeah. you like how this is this is also surreptitiously the ace ventura jim carrey episode <laughs> um yeah and uh uh and it's funny because he he does he eventually gets everybody there they all they all eventually sink into his level as they slowly as as the reality of this monster is slowly revealed to them um yeah i this you've never seen this movie what did you think of it actually i okay well so i watched it right as i was starting to get sick like two weeks ago oh man this is a weird one to throw in this and i don't and then i had a fever for like five days so I don't know so it's almost like a dream in a weird way yeah. like I, I remember thinking uh this is amazing because it's every cop cliche you've ever heard crammed into a sci-fi movie <laughs> which is really just fun like really fun uh like he's the best that kind of <laughs> but he's the best <laughs> and like everything is over the top like his chief just is constantly screaming at him <laughs> about being a fuck up and a nut job and... but they won't they won't fire him he's too good at whatever it is he's doing uh which which he doesn't solve any other crime <laughs> it's just obsessed with this like monstrous killer thing um 
uh yeah it's this was a this was one of those like it one of those movies that kind of showed up on late night cable and was like uh i would just watch it whenever it popped up because it's just it's just fun it's not like it's not like a particularly deep movie it just has enough like interesting weird concepts going on in it to keep you intrigued um and um it has this wonderful aesthetic that i would probably describe as um uh black trash bags on a city curb that's like the entire the look of it uh, <laughs> uh, neon light neon light like reflecting off like yeah the black reflective uh which is an aesthetic that i personally love because every every trash night in new york you see these like big piles of of black uh black wrapped trash that they make all these like beautiful interesting weird abstract shapes uh and and i have always like loved them like i i know it's disgusting but i just love the the weird and like the way the light breaks and reflects off of them and everything and that's kind of what this movie is like it's it's set in this like dirty future london which is supposedly like flooded which was a thing like it's kind of funny that this this movie is i think it was made in the 90s and um and it and in the, and still in the 90s there was still this this concern about like global warming and the world getting flooded i guess this has just been around a long fucking time um uh so and so he's like constantly wandering through that i think they still shot it in london they just like dumped a bunch of water in the streets so they have to like wade through it. <laughs> it's, like... it's really funny because the same week i watched fucking reminiscence on netflix what is that it's it's like a memory movie i think it's about memory people reliving them um like a drug okay okay hugh jackman i think Um, oh i think i caught some of it it's like it's also a flooded world right that's what i yeah i watched yeah and i'm like this is a little bit much um, and it's and it's made it's that's Miami. made by the it's so okay Miami and it's like it's a, they, they don't even care like they're just like letting it slowly go slowly underwater and water. they're just not moving like that was my favorite thing about it was just the setting like it was like it was totally unnecessary and nothing to do with the plot at all it was just yeah. extra thing that made the whole thing a worthwhile experience experience I, I think I caught that half in it. That movie was just like endlessly convoluted and complicated for no fucking reason. Basically. Yeah, is what I remember. Yeah, that's that's made by the lady, one of the main I think it's the main lady that did Westworld. And oh, you can really? sort of yeah, and, and I and it does, and it and you can kind of see like, oh, this is this is the worst of her uh proclivities, is just making this like overly complicated because it's the same shit it's dealing with memory but it's like like yeah none of it made any fucking sense it's like Uh, someone with a grudge against M. Night Shyamalan like I can do it (laughs) I can do the twist better (laughs) I'll just keep twisting twist it twist it twist twist it bop it twist it it'll eventually come back around cliche it beat it to death he's secret in love with her but he's also been dead this entire time. And it's also <laughs> twisted. Set it on fire. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that, I, I've only I, I think I only caught like 30 minutes of that movie and I was like, OK, this is all I need. I don't need any more. <laughs> I get it. It's stupidly <laughs> complicated. Um, So a couple of quotes. I like these. My mom always tells me that if I feel like punching someone first, I have to say something nice to them out loud. If I still feel like punching them, they probably deserve it. <laughs> Is that Rudger Hauer's character? In the... Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a lot of really fucking w- wonderful little wonder. <laughs> my my favorite is oh no, go read more if you have more. I'm not gonna. Um. <laughs> the only thing we know for sure is that he's not a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think this thing thinks it's Satan. I think this thing is Satan. <laughs> well, Satan's in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect 80s bullshit action line. <laughs> I, got, I, got one more. I think he's a psychotic with a psychopathic personality. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's just the, it's made the up some fucking total psychobabble bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, these are different things. And now, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they are. But uh, in the context. Maybe it's- it's still yeah. bullshit. <laughs> it still sounds like nonsense. My favorite is is when the when the co- his college cop partner fucking finally encounters the thing for real and is like, "We need bigger fucking guns, not big, big enough." These big fucking guns. <laughs> uh, and then there there's all these like really weird, uh, like Rudger Howard's apartment, which is this like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's this like disgusting loft space that's riddled with pigeons. <laughs> and, and then, and then the, basically and, all the furniture is like pigeon dung. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like molded. And then and then Kim Control, who is his love interest, who is actually like his his former partner's wife or whatever, and they were having an affair when his partner was killed by this monster. And which is and and uh you know, she asks him about. I don't know. I forget exactly what she says, but he's like, "It's the pigeons. I just, I can't kill them. I can't yeah. pull myself to kill them or something." Yeah, I can't kill them. <laughs> Which I'm wondering if that's is that subtly a reference to uh, to the end of Blade Runner? Yeah, because <laughs> he's holding. I knew hand. that rang a bell, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So he just said yeah. it. Yeah, because like, he pigeons and this guy feel familiar. familiar. Yeah, because he he's holding the dove or the pigeon or whatever at the end of Blade Runner and is released. Yeah, city dove. Uh, <clears throat> city dove. It's, that's a cute term. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite term for pigeons is uh, I think it's dumpster chicken. That's one of my. Favorite. <laughs> I like divorce dove. Divorce dove. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they were apparently free when somebody gets divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just Why don't we up. do that? I just fucking made it up. Well, oh my god, we should do that. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Feed them rice first so they explode when they're flying. I feel like it should they should all be in like a really soggy fruit box that they burst out of. So, so it's just like extra filthy and nasty. Dumpster <laughs> like, like produce. Yeah. <laughs> it's covered in lettuce and like fucking Fired ready whip. <laughs> And as soon as they're divorced and they come out of the court, it's just someone hurls a box at it and it explodes in front of them and pigeons go everywhere. There's nothing funnier than a box of dirty birds. <laughs> uh, you got to make life, you got to make ceremonies out of life. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think that is, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're, I think we just invented something that really should it should be in our in our culture in our life i don't know why it isn't if i were a materialist i would say uh that that's our way of exacting our dominance over the dinosaurs <laughs> some latent psychological aggression uh <laughs> it's the same reason i make fun of my chickens these fucking idiots they're <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so stupid but but yet they may we're taking care of them and keeping them alive so i can eat their menstruation that's mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah when you when you think of it that way man i can't <laughs> wait for that chicken to have a period again tomorrow morning so i can eat it <laughs> for breakfast is that technically what the what the constant laying is i guess so I, yeah i mean it's like kind of I mean, I, I, you can still eat. You don't even know if they're fertilized, really. Like, like yeah, have, I don't. If you have a rooster with them, as long as they don't sit there under the chicken for a long time, then they don't like develop. So we had to figure that out because one of the roosters, like, well, well, two of the two of the chickens when they were babies got crushed. One of them died. One of them we thought was going to die, and like my wife was like. No, we, he just needs love. And I'm like, this thing looks like it has a twisted neck and it's like not moving. And I was like, this is, I, this isn't going to end well. Um, uh -huh. And like fucking four hours later, the little motherfucker's up and running around. Uh. It's fine. And so like, we're going to get rid of the other roosters, but we have to keep that one now, of course, because he's, mm. he's our friend. Because uh, he was, he's the, he's the, he's the chicken Jesus. He was rolled yeah. under a stone and then he came back. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <clears throat> the, the the love of a priest brought him back. That's that's interesting. <laughs> um, that chicken's destined for great things. Something. Well, and it's funny too because when he was little, he was just dark gray, and my wife's yeah. like very much like copper redhead, um, and she love this chicken back to life and then within a month he had a red ring around his neck like so now he's a gray chicken a bright red ring around his neck like he's on fire and i'm uh. like you did that to him <laughs> <laughs> you you rubbed off on him because it was your your love and life force that brought him back and now you're fucking responsible for him
<laughs> so she she accidentally made like a chicken horror crux is basically what you're saying yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a yeah hen monkey <laughs> is it a hen or a rooster oh it's a rooster it just didn't work with the wordplay oh it wasn't i like it though i like the i like hen 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 monkey is pretty pretty hen monkeyless yeah (laughs) that's wait if you grow a chicken in a lab and then call a real chicken spirit into it that's a hen monkeyless oh shit so like that's actually we could eat (laughs) whoa hot dog monkeyless they're making them they're growing meat in labs Maybe that's it. You gotta call the spirit of of a cow into your lab steak, and then you get all the nutrients. Mm. That's like the animist hack for to <laughs> eat lab meat. <laughs> I mean, is that is that basically is that like would that be like the Thai? Could you turn every every hot dog into a Thai amulet because it's assembled from so many different things and. Well, no, I think it's the opposite. I think it's like it's like dead meat. You have to actually call a spirit into it and then consume it so that it's like real. <laughs> mm. The logical. Oh, I don't know where to go from here. Um, <laughs> what would even the spirit of a hot dog be? Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, multivalent. Mm. I think a hot dog is very mercurial in nature. It's like. It's, it's kind of like an amulet. It's a, hot dog, a hot dog's a lot like an amulet. <laughs> we took the uh, the flesh from seven cows, <laughs> seven chickens, seven pigs, uh, and we combined them all in a premium casing. Uh, um, mixed with uh, you know our our top our top herbal mixtures. <laughs> the holy hot dog. <laughs> yeah, if you just have somebody bless them, you just have some. That's technically you could. I mean, if if animals are killed horribly in the factory, then isn't everything potentially animal prey from the grocery store? Whoa. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> all right is that is that the real goal of factory farming is to is to create uh giant meat golems out of uh, we... <laughs> little do we know i wonder about that so like human trauma i think is different than animal trauma mm. yeah, i just feel like it's different because like you, you know i don't think an animal even while it's being eaten by another animal, it doesn't like hold a grudge against them. I don't think it's just like, a, oh fuck, this is happening now. Okay. Um, 
but we're different we have all these like personal ego feelings and things involved in how we like reflect off of the events that happen to us so i think i think that's what plays into the giant like imprint it makes when there's a loss of life because there's like self-reflection involved you're like seeing it happen to you and it's it's horrifying but like if you were just like in the moment and present like if you were in flow if you were in samadhi if you were in you know in like a ritual state when you died you probably wouldn't be trauma because you're you're present with it I don't know. I think there might not be as much shock. I think that's probably the point of being ready for dying. Well, that reminds me of the uh, the. I think there was a part. I don't remember if that's if it's actually in. I heard it in in Forest Thinks, or I heard just Gordon talking about it. But this idea that like the um that the the there's almost like an oversoul for all the animals yeah yeah like a yeah. like a beast master as uh yeah. Kung would say yeah like it's it's an um and so it, the the trauma isn't delivered as much to an individual maybe as it is for a human like i don't know it's the uh, this stuff always makes my head spin. Like it's, it's like, I feel like I'm starting to, it's starting to get into like, uh, soul spreadsheets or some shit. Like, like distribution of, of, of energy. I have no idea. It's, it's just a weird thing to think with. That's weird. I think that uh, it makes sense to me. Like, um, domains mm-hmm. or like kingdoms, like like crow crow beast master is like the governing spirit of crow spirits which is just like one field that expresses itself in these individual instances mm-hmm. but then if someone is on good terms with crow beast master maybe they can incarnate as one of his his individual forms and instances with permission or with that like kind of good relationship there right so like maybe there are individual crows out there that have specific individual souls in them as permitted by the beast master mm-hmm. but i just kind of think of it that way like there's the um like all the all the bees are essentially they're kind of all the queen uh-huh and so I kind of think of it that way, but just slightly different tiers. Yeah, well, it's like the, I think it like for bees, it's almost like they're all parts of the same body. It's not necessarily the queen. The queen is just the centralized part of the larger body. And the larger body is mm. all of the bees and the hive all together. Yeah, but then where does it stop? Because well it doesn't right (laughs) (laughs) it's just all fuzzy edges then 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 there's 
the flowers, but the pollen is the food of the yeah, and <laughs> the plants have their own spirit, but uh whereas the the killer and I just can't second where where B stops and flower begins. <laughs> um it's romantical. Romantical? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a which is a, a pink lens that you put in one eye to Are we still in Scorpion se Scorpio season, or is it? Are we moved out? No, we're out. Ah, okay. Because that was another thing that, that that was like a key thing about this movie was that Scorpio factors into it, which was which was a, a funny. Well, we watched it in Scorpio. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, we did. That's true. Um, yeah, it was, had... it was fun. I kept waiting for him to. I don't actually remember what the conclusion was. I kept waiting for for the beast to be like more this, him uh-huh because it was like oh you're a scorpio too yeah and, yeah there, and there, it was like a, oh you're really intrigued by this and you're so obsessed with it and like it just really seemed like they were setting it up to be like this is just another aspect of the main character which i think i think it i think it is it's just like they don't it's a, it's like his shadow side more or less has come come to well because also I mean the fact that it kills his partner it always spares him yeah like there there's a there's a scene at the very end where he the, like when they actually go to its lair to kill it and it's it's actually a really cool little shot where he's in this like abandoned train car with it and it's like. The thing is like eight feet tall, or it's this weird like pseudo alien ripoff kind of creature. Yeah, and um, it 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 like basically like bat palms his head like like a basketball or something, and like almost caresses it, and like he the creature doesn't seem to want to kill him, and is not really out to get him. Huh. It's it, but they just always show up together. Um, and I think they don't, they also say that it's like partway made out of his DNA or something. There's some other weird thing, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the, this is a this is a this is an odd movie too because they don't really ever explain the monster at all, like how it comes about or why it it's doing what it's doing. It's just a process that happens, and it's. <clears throat> And it is almost like his shadow that comes into existence, uh, you know, when when this the certain astrology aligns, like weirdly Lovecraftian or something. <clears throat> yeah, it's also yeah, it's almost also like the movie was more brilliant than it even meant to be, or they, when making it, realized it was too high high aspirations uh -huh. or too like up there for the audience so they just kind of left it unmentioned but yeah but it, and, I, I really felt like you're i feel like you're right i granted i don't remember it much but like 
I just felt so strongly that that's what they intended. I remember feeling that way. Yeah. And apparently it also, um, it's also a reference to Jack the Ripper. Huh. Too. Um, and I don't remember if it's because there was a similar thing about his murders happening during the time of Scorpio or if he was, I don't, rem- I don't remember if that's, but, but it, it was supposedly an influence on on the narration of the story and um yeah it's such a it's such an interesting weird little movie and it and i think you're right it's almost like it's almost a thing where if you think if you think about stories in the terms of like we were just we were talking about muses earlier like muse droppings or whatever like sometimes it, someone gets picked but they they can't it's like they can't listen well enough so they can't get the entirety of what is supposed to be communicated and it and like it's kind of like what you're saying like i feel like this movie is sort of almost beyond the people who made it um like there's more here but they just don't quite know how to how to put all of that together, how, how it all should add up or how it should all be suggested. Um, there's also w- other weird things like the guy who directed it, I think had a nervous breakdown like partway through con- through the production and like ended up not finishing the movie. Oh shit. And like, so the last, the actual like climax wasn't, was done by a different director um yeah interesting yeah um and another bizarre yeah go ahead go ahead no and another bizarre factoid about it is that it was apparently a huge influence on the aesthetic of seven uh fascinating yeah david fincher like talked about the look of this because it it does have this very specific like i was talking about like the neon the fluorescent lights on trash bags kind of look it's which is yeah i agree with you it's beautiful yeah i that was Um, one of my things like um anytime i would do acid like i would want to do it at night like back in the mm -hmm. day and walk around the city at night specifically with the, the way that the lights at night the fluorescent lights on the street would hit like early morning dew or rainwater and and trash bags and mailboxes and like the the street lights hitting the trees there's like something about all of that aesthetic of like i don't think there should be lights at night right like i don't think that fluorescent lights should exist at all but there is something about this combination of things that is this magic place um yeah and and like the the trash bag thing is part of it it's like that place and the beauty that's present there is completely impervious to any norms it's it's total aesthetic it they aren't trash bags anymore they're just texture um yeah and it's really strange how that works uh where the gritty world becomes like um an an art piece like a version of itself that transcends itself and it's like better than the real thing even though it is the real thing 
Uh, but just just for a little while. And then the sun comes up and it goes back to being like real trash baking on the sidewalk. And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, it's funny too, because it's, it's all, because it's trash, right? It's, it's the detritus, the artifice that's assembled and then wrapped in this bag. And then it's lit with more artifice. It's the most beautiful all of, I've ever seen. Yeah. And all of it adds up and like, the it's something that shouldn't be beautiful but yet it is um uh yeah I, 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 it's almost like that smell of, like the smell of gasoline yeah which is a very a very pleasing acidic growth like nothing quite smells like that and um and it it is both sort of sweet and then also repulsive and um i get why people would huff it i wouldn't do it but i get why they would do it well i i also think there's really something to the romance involved between like a man and his and his car mm. or a woman whatever but like stereotypically statistically speaking there's this like men being grease monkeys and like liking the smell of the grease and having uh -huh. that part of that experience and that romance to them and that's yeah. it's really interesting when you think about what that actually is it's basically i mean now it's all synthetic but it's the blood of the earth it's literally mm -hmm. just like earth blood powering metal which is like more just like earth guts and it's like it's a really interesting shape of like men romanticizing all of this raw material and having these relationships with it um and it's and it's smelling something that like not just mechanics like like that's a, that's a common thing for people to like the smell of gasoline and be like isn't that weird yeah well, and then it's also the fact that it's like it's driven by an explosion that we're contained. We built a metal box that is constantly blowing up inside of it, and we're going to use that to get around. <laughs> That's some serious Promethean shit. <laughs> um, that was one of my favorite things in American Gods was uh, Vulcan being like the ammo god now oh i never saw i never i never saw american gods i read it a long time ago i actually discovered my copy not that long ago yeah i i i, I really liked the book like when it was new way back in the day i'm I'm just a little bit you know i pretty much like fuck me again yeah <laughs> yeah we're 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 in we're in, we're in agreement with that well it's funny because I just, uh, i'm just not at 101 fantasy level anymore yeah <laughs> well i also think uh american gods is not that different than sandman like they're kind of they're kind of the same thing in many ways it's a lot of the same similar themes and i think it's kind of weird to me because like uh if you read sandman and then you read american gods doesn't isn't this thing that seems to come out of nowhere it's like oh yeah this is just an extension of his of his same shit that he was doing before but i guess if you have i don't know he, he's, he's a conundrum he has some weird glamour on him that that makes uh chubby goth girls forever 
follow well, him. Yeah, he's, he's just like an emo Brit that's <laughs> like so-so at writing. <laughs> he's got really, he he's had some really cool ideas, but like, I feel like he's always been just like so-so at like the way that, I don't know. I think his best that I've read was absolutely Stardust. Like, without a doubt. Like, that is a fantastic fairy tale in, like, all the right kind of classic ways. But it also, it ties everything together in in a bow at the end. And it just, um, and of course, I'm speaking of the, the Charles Vess illustrated version because, like, the text only version of stardust doesn't exist to me <laughs> but um but yeah that was that was good good shit and it was like i don't know like i enjoyed i enjoyed neverwhere i enjoyed american gods i enjoyed what i could find to read of sandman in the comics back in the day right but like because that's the fucking trouble with comics and living in a small town in florida was i could never find enough of them to get the whole story i had like you know a third of the max series and i always mm. i've still never read all of them like i had i don't know of... if there ever wasn't all of them i don't know how long that's... Oh, there is. I... you can did, you... Did, did he finish it oh i don't know if he finished it but i mean like whatever's there like you can go get now and i just yeah haven't but um and it's funny he he's a he's a big reason for the early success of Sandman because all the early issues were made by made with Sam Keith. Oh, he's really? The first artist. Yeah, he's the first oh, sure. artist. Um, so like all the icon iconic like designs, like his weird helmet that the uh, Dream has. That's I, I'm pretty sure a lot of that is hmm. thanks to Sam Keith. God, I fucking love the Max so much. Like, I never got the full story or anything, but just this everything about it was so compelling to me like there weren't that many comics or or things like that that really grabbed me and when they did they were kind of like shit that wasn't popular enough to really get into as much as I wanted to and I never yeah. knew anyone else that cared about the same things um but Max did it for me the fact that he doesn't look like everyone else in the story like he looks like a monster but he doesn't really get treated like one. He gets called. He's a, yeah, such a weird monster too. With like those weird giant teeth or whatever that almost yeah. looks like a African mask or something. Yeah, and then like the love interest in it, the the girl in it, like she wasn't any kind of stereotypically hot. Like she's she's kind of like almost frumpy and yeah. like um kind of pot bellied. And like all of that struck me when I was younger, just like this, like, this is very good. This is different. This is, um, and then going to fucking, like, he just like wakes up in Pangea and there's all these little tiny cute things with sharp teeth eating him. And he's like coexisting in both places and he's more real and more himself in the place that's a dream. And like mm. all of these things were very relatable to me when I found Yeah. That. Um, man, now you're making me really want to go read all of the Max. Like, I think I think once I get finish up, I'm gonna finish up uh, Scalped this week. Yeah. Um, well, we should. I I would. I don't think I've. 
the last time I even thought about that was the was the animated show that was on MTV, which I don't think that ever went that very very far either. Like I don't like. Um, so I'm really curious about what, like where the Max ended up because it was another one of those because it came out of the early days of Image Comics, which mostly ended up being a bunch of direct just like you have spawn and young blood and all that other shit and i don't i don't know that very many most of what everybody was doing there was just sort of like their version of already existing superheroes and they weren't it wasn't really anything particularly exciting what was Tur- turok was on valiant right that was valiant yeah i'd like to cover turok at some point too dinosaur hunter <laughs> I, don't even I fucking, fucking remember love turok um what's also funny is because we were talking about sandman but if you have you ever read the original alan moore's original swamp thing run i've read part of it and i fell in love with it and i've not ever read the rest we need to do that too it's um, it's so good and the thing is yeah I, I i well i read all about it too like i've read the first few copies or the first few uh whatever uh yeah volumes and then and then some shit happened and i didn't have access to them anymore and yeah uh but i thought about them for a long time and then i ended up even going and reading about like all about how he revitalized it like no one was interested in that comic yeah and like he just pumped the life back into it by giving it this much more really much more animate story like a, a really yeah. weird like like it's like the form of the man but all these cells are like holding in place from his just sheer will and like unfinished business and there's, there's, essentially there's, a pride death like i i mean it yeah it's it's like a memory of it like it's a plant that got that tricked itself into thinking it was a person and taking and the person is almost like still it's still there because no one disagrees like they all believe yeah it. yeah Oh, the metaphysics involved is fascinating. Yeah, it's such a, and uh, the the thing about it is that like once you've, because for years I only ever had the very first volume of it, which is still an amazing, amazing story. It's where he really, it's about him discovering that he's not, that he's not a human. He never was. Oh, that's that's a that's a trick that that was done, and um. Uh, so I, I had read that a long time ago and then eventually I read all the Sandman and then I went back and got the entire, his entire Swamp Thing run, Alan Moore. And then I, and then I realized like, oh, Sandman is just basically ripping off Swamp Thing. He's just doing his version of Swamp, of what's Alan Moore does in Swamp Thing. And in my opinion, Swamp Thing's a much better, more interesting story. I forget where it was that Gordon White said this, but at one point he he like he was bitching about Neil Gaiman too, and I was like, "Yes, Lord, preach!" <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, you idiot thoughts. You 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 didn't think of it. Like you didn't come up with these. Oh ideas. yeah. Like they come it's like his cutesy thing. Yeah. It's and cutesy, pointing out, like, yeah, yeah, um, and like pointing out this is it takes it even deeper. It's like. Yeah, you weren't even actually channeling something for some of these. You were just like reskinning the same. Yeah, I mean, he 
there's definitely some stuff that like i i think he's he's tapping into something with it but it is definitely deeply inspired by it and he you know he's definitely an admirer he was in contact with alan moore before um i do uh, doing comics i absolutely loved uh like the experience the ride of reading neverwhere at the age that i read neverwhere like that was that was so much fun to just be like that underground london like people can't see you anymore um, uh-huh. and the characters were all like really really stylish feeling and intriguing um wait which is which is almost like the same world somewhat in split second kind of and that it's this like it's it's this future london although i it's like the it's not that different like it's not they're not doing like really crazy things to make it seem like a different place but there are there's just enough there to where it's it's this almost parallel reality yeah um i also really like the 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 protagonist's like doors power was like opening things because it, it's such a a subtle and like seemingly uh flat sort of power yeah 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 but it it, it's there's something really romantic about it and i think you played that off well and come to think of it i think i i'd like to maybe read that again at some point and and see how i feel about it now because like thinking back i'm like i actually don't have any complaints about neverwhere i just that's funny it's funny because i never liked it like oh, really? I read it and I was, yeah, I had the opposite. I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember why. I think it was kind of similar to like American Gods, but worse. It's like, oh, this is just a more Neil Gaiman typical shit. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people American love Gods that. American frustrated me because it, it just felt too, I don't know how to explain. Like when someone takes poetic license a bit too far into the imaginal and, and steps it's it's like like stepping in a pile of metaphysical shit without. Really <laughs> uh-huh. I just feel like that. I don't know. You you got Kali working at cafes. Like you're you're taking things a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> like it. You took you took like cutesy to the point where like this story has no umph anymore. Um, mm. When you marginalize these gods like this, when when you're someone that like has interacted with one of any of the ones in in the story, and you're like, yeah, they're not like subjugated because people don't believe in them as much anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah, just feels that's... so dumb. <laughs> That is very much, that is a very modern Western take. He got, he got some core shit, right? Like he was like, oh, there's a war between tech, tech, like technology and progress and the old gods. There's like this fight, this struggle for the human consciousness over Mm -hmm. who believes in what. But then just went straight into like, I'm fucking Neo game world. (laughs) Party time. Excellent. Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet a, a gothy nerd girl at a at a cafe who I'm gonna fall in love with and is actually a ancient deity. <laughs> oh, that's you know, well that's what every like 
female reader of Neil Gaiman is like hoping. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Well, I feel like this is probably a good place. <laughs> I don't want to cut it short, but uh, I got to get up for school. So, what time is it right there? What time is it's, it now? It's eleven thirty-seven. Ah, uh, okay. I got to get up at like five thirty or six. So, I think I think this might be our record for talking the least about a movie. That it was, yeah, we did pretty good. <laughs> i'm impressed I, I well i didn't remember it I, I would have referred back to it a lot more but i i didn't remember it yeah well yeah we both also watched it like several weeks back <laughs> it's fun to watch i i i'll just before we go i'll say that it's a very entertaining fun movie and it's actually pretty goddamn hilarious in moments um and it's this bizarre artifact of the 90s that um a movie like like i don't movies low low budget movies like this don't really exist anymore that are low budget but have this level of quality to them yeah no and 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 the thing is if they do they're full of cg and they don't feel like it they don't feel the same at all you you don't get yeah that 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 80s or 90s b movie vibe at all yeah there's a tangibility to this that like is mostly missing with cheap cheap shit now and there's also an over an overabundance of self-awareness with stuff that's made now that's in that vein they're like mimicking the stuff that they like um mm. you know there's that meta quality that just ruins it um it's the sincerity that makes those movies good it's yeah the, the like the blindness to the fact that it looks fake. Um, just just total and utter like commitment. And that seems to be a, a theme running back through like all the episodes of like everything that we are like, yes, it's like yeah. it's the commitment. It's the lack of like self-awareness. Like I'm, I'm, they're not, it's, it's when someone's making something because they feel it in their heart and how it lands might be awkward to some people or some people might take it the wrong way or see things in it they didn't intend. But that core heart of it is something you can't help but feel. Uh, and you know when it's not there. Like you just, you just know when it's not there if you know what to look for. If you, if you know when it is, then you know when it's not. And it, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> completely irony free can't do can't do irony with with movies like this right yeah they have to be they really mean it you have to really <laughs> mean your demonic scorpio infused shadow beast and not many people have the courage to do that you know like there's it's like hedging hedging your argument you know like it's the same concept you're 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 in the midst of making it and you're like like you become self-aware and you're like, oh, let's put a joke in about how this is silly. Yeah. Or like, let's be self-referential or meta for a second. And then it's like, no, you just, you just backed out. You just fucking cowered it out of your, your own vision in, in my what, Yeah. Well, what's funny is that, is that this movie almost has stuff like that, but it's still couched within the reality of the movie itself. 
like yeah. yeah like it's a it's aware of what the tropes are but it's and it's playing with them and it's never it's never once winking about them yeah and i think i think that's uh i don't know i think that's what makes it so much fun and just rugger Hauer is just great i think this is my favorite rugger Hauer thing it's your favorite rugger joint yeah possibly Although he did, he did play this blind samurai in a movie that was also fucking awesome. Blind Fury. That's that's it. that's another great one. <laughs> blind samurai. Yeah, he's he's this guy. He like he's a pilot that crashes in a jungle and then is like, I, fucking Thailand or something. I don't know where he crash lands, but then he's taught swordsmanship by by this this guy who meets in the jungle and then he shows up back in America and he's like, he just kills everybody with a cane sword. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah blind fury fantastic oh rugger hauer is eternal b movie champion this is basically basically the reality are you telling me there's something running around loose in the city Ripping out people's hearts and eating them so he can take their souls back to hell. <laughs> Looks that way. <laughs> you look awful. When's the last time you got some sleep? Three or four days ago. I saw a rat, so I shot it. You shot my kitchen. That's what. <laughs> I missed the rat. <laughs> It's just so good. And at the end, he does shoot the rat. I think he sees it and then shoots it. Yeah, you know, I kind of got the feeling they wanted you to feel like it was the same rat. Yeah. 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 And they definitely didn't make a different puppet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same rat. (laughs) Actually, I think there's a moment that is ripped off from this an alien which is another which is another david fincher movie because i think isn't there because in split second there's this thing where they go in the morgue and this is really cool all white room that's separated by this like um it's like like plastic semi-transparent sheeting and they're you know blood splattering all over the place and i think there's a similar scene in alien three uh where the alien shows up and kills someone in the um oh yeah yeah i think um yeah fincher's a big fan apparently well thanks for listening to our short and sweet episode about jim carrey (laughs) (laughs) a rambling low energy podcast about (laughs) <laughs> and if uh if you didn't let kurt sour you to it you know join our mastodon link will be in the show description i i i want uh other uh vintage lawn care ads i, I don't want to be alone <laughs> join mastodon so kurt uses it and make it more interesting for him <laughs> he doesn't understand i don't I, I want to, I need to be taught. I, help I need him, to learn. Help him. Come help, come help Kurt. 
I need a I need a college degree to understand what's done. <laughs> I need more debt. Clearly, I need more debt. I need more debt. Please, please look for our donate button and give us some of your debt today.